it's not just about being consistent. It's about being consistent when you have your foundations in place and you know what you're doing. Be consistent with that because if you're being consistent with messaging that's not working, nothing's going to happen. Sales doesn't have to be sleazy. It can be easy. It can feel natural. It can even be fun. When we stop selling with sleaze, that's when we really end up working with people who are ready to transform. Welcome to Selling Chocolate, the podcast where I am sharing the tactical steps, mindset shifts, and strategies that will help big-hearted entrepreneurs like you expand your visibility, impact, and income, and create consistent five-figure months doing work you love doing in the way you love doing it. Around here, we call that sustainable success. I'm your host, Carly Jo Bell, cat lady, business coach, product and service-based business owner, and the founder of Whole Co Media. By tuning into this episode today, you are showing your brain that not only is it possible for you to create genuinely sustainable success in your business, it's also a reality that is available to you right now. And now all you need to do is listen and then choose to take the aligned next step toward your version of sustainable success. So let's dive in. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited for today's podcast where I am talking to the producer of this podcast who has recently launched a full done for you podcast service at Wildfire Purpose Podcast Productions. She has been a podcaster for over three years, and she also happens to be one of my absolutely incredible clients. So my guest today is Hannah Pillow. And Hannah, just before we jump in, I'd love to hear where people can find you and how they can connect with you. Absolutely. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad to be here. This is so exciting to be on my client's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And Absolutely. Easiest place you can find me is on Facebook. I am as Hannah Hajra Kamda Pillow, or you can find my business page, Wildfire Purpose Podcast Productions, and that is where I'm the most active. Yes. And um, as we were talking before this, you made the joke of apparently I like to name things in fours. And (laughs) it's true. Wildfire Purpose Podcast Productions. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I tell my clients to use the rule of three and then I break that rule and use four. (laughs) Oh, trust me. I break all my own rules all the time. So it's fine. (laughs) Um, And I actually shared a little bit about that in the podcast episode before this because I was struggling with recording some of this. And anyway, people will have to go back and listen to that. (laughs) Um, But I'm excited to talk to you today because we're going to talk about sales and selling, which is a topic that a lot of entrepreneurs really hate. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It feels like something that they need to do. They know they need to do it, but they just don't really know how to do it. And so I have had the immense pleasure of watching you really step into your own with sales. And so I want to share your journey today with my people so that way they can really understand that sales doesn't have to be icky or sleazy or pushy, manipulative. It really gets to be something that can even be fun, something that can feel easy. And I just think you are an incredible representation of that. So before we jump in, though, I just want to kind of help people understand 
where you were before we started working together. And I remember when we first met, when we were first talking, you had just had a sales call with another coach. So do you want to just share a little bit about that with my people? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll just give some context of where I was when I was looking for a coach to begin with. So I've had, um, I would say many coaches uh, previously to you, or, you know, many mentors. And I kind of had like a lot of background knowledge building up. And then I realized that I was lacking the actual knowledge of how to sell, of making that sale, of closing those sales, and, you know, the marketing side of it. And that's what I was looking for. And um, I came across this other coach who was very, he's very big on Facebook and he was like just on my radar and um, they reached out to me and I had a sales call with them. And it was, I would say like, if I had to sum it up in one word, it was uncomfortable. It was one of those very high pressure calls where they were trying to get the yes on a call. And that is just something I don't do with my clients. And it's something I never felt comfortable doing to just not leave the call until you get that yes. And that's what this guy was doing on the call. And he didn't trust me to make my own decisions. And I remember on this call, I was telling him, I was like, you know what? I'm not the sort of person to say yes on a call because I don't want to go away regretting my decision. I want to take time to think about this. That's just how I process things. I need to go and take this information and think about it. And also, I was using the last of my savings on a coach. It was a huge deal for me at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then this guy went and asked me like how much money I had, if I could take out a loan to work with him and be, he could get the money back because we're gonna he's going to be getting me clients. And I was like, um... <laughs> okay, I mean, yes, and I'm sure I could have figured all that out on my own, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and then he used the whole fear tactic. He's like, if you don't, you know, if you leave the call, you fear's gonna step in and you're not gonna want to work with me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, these are tactics, right? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> And I left the call still thinking that I might work with him. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, if that's how he sells to me, what is he going to be teaching me? And that's yes. not how I want to sell either. Yeah, totally. And I think about like everything you just said, the unfortunate reality is that those are all sales tactics that so many people are still using and teaching, even though I think we all have really grown in our understanding of sales and in what we're looking for with sales. And so these tactics just truthfully to me at least feel so outdated and also so unnecessary. And I love that you realized when you were in that moment of like, hang on a, some, a second, something is wrong here. And also I don't want to have to do what he's doing. So where does that put this offer? Where does that put this like coaching commitment? If if that's all he's doing, then isn't that what I'm going to end up doing? And I think that that just was so smart of you to do and so smart of you to realize that. And at the same time, I hate that he was totally gaslighting you. I had never heard that part of your story before, where literally he was like, if you leave, fear is going to set in. But he was literally trying to scare you right then and there. Oh my word, that's insane. 
It's so crazy. And it's like, it's just so many weird things he said at a call. And I'm like, this dude knows nothing about me, nothing about mm. my life. And he's assuming I'm this vanilla babe who has had no trauma or anything <laughs> in her own life. And he could just come in with these gaslighting tactics like, bitch, please. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I just like, I think... Yeah, I'm just so glad that you, I'm actually glad that you had that experience. I also hate that you had that experience, but I just think that it really shows that this is still things that people are teaching. These are still things that are happening. And um, then at the other side of things, there is another way. And I remember, you know, then you and I were talking and you had joined my Facebook group. You were like sending me screenshots of these like pages and pages of notes you had taken. And I was like, who is this chick? All right. <laughs> um, but tell me a little bit about, you know, the differences from when you were on that call with him. And then when you got on a call with me and when we were talking about potentially working together. Yeah. So, I mean, firstly, I think we, we started talking on Facebook. So we, we were messaging each other. Right. And I think that the fact that you had all these trainings and these content, the content that you put out kind of everything just led up to my sales decision with you. Um, hmm, interesting how that works. I know. Right. <laughs> so it kind of was like, you used the words that I was looking for, and you know this, you, you're a marketing person, <laughs> but like the words non-sleazy sales, so big-hearted, um, you know, it's like all these words, like especially for me, it was the non-sleazy part because I just got off a very sleazy sales call <laughs> and it was just that. And having been in that place where I knew I wanted this business, I wanted to make money, but I wanted to make it in a way that felt right to me. Mm-hmm. And everything you were teaching in your trainings, everything you were talking about in your content, all aligned to that. And then it was kind of like on the call when I said, "Can I think about it?" You said, "Of course." You didn't, mm-hmm. you, you know, you didn't do any, you didn't say anything to, to try and bait me. And I was like, "Okay, this is good, good sign." <laughs> 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 and then I, when we got on a call, when I asked for a call, and you, and we got on a call together. Um, you were just so chill, so relaxed. You answered all my questions, um, like really chill. And even after the call, when I was like, okay, let me just sit with this. You were like, yeah, fine. Take your time. I think you did have a deadline for when your program began. Uh, But other than that, you were like, um, anytime between now and then, just let me know. Yeah. And I was pretty chill. And um, that kind of, you know, made it a lot easier for me to make that decision to work with you as well, because you weren't pushing me into it. It was my decision at the end of the day. And yeah. um, I, I I know that if I put the money on this, that it's, it's all on me because I, I'm the adult. I made the decision. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, and that's totally what I always say. And you know that is let adults make adult decisions. Like I love that you say that because <laughs> I love, like I love by that now. And it's just, it's just so tr- true because that other guy was treating me like a child on the call yes. who can't even handle her own bank account. Yeah, who doesn't even know anything about 
how to get a loan if you needed right. one or anything like that. Totally. Exactly. Like the fuck dude. <laughs> but all of those things, you know, we are taught like overcome the objection. If they need to think about it, then like try to answer all of their questions right then and there. So that way they like don't have to actually think about it. And then they can just say yes. And there is truth to some of those things. And there is a way to handle objections, true objections in a way that feels really good for both parties involved. And that is something I teach, by the way. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, again, we have to let adults make adult decisions. Because if you try to pressure someone into a sale, then they're probably a phase five rock bottom person who is looking for someone to save them. And Mm. they are not ready to fully get the transformation. And seeing your success in the last few months of working together. And I'll just jump ahead here really quickly and then we'll come back to more of your story. But seeing your success over the last few months, you were ready to transform because you made the decision on your own. You came to me saying, this is what I want. This is what I need. I was like, okay, great. You asked me some questions. I said, take your time in the decision. And then you said, yes. And you went all the way in because you were truly ready. When we stop selling with sleaze and we just start allowing sales to be easy, that's when we really end up working with people who are ready to transform and we get to trust them to take the responsibility for their success. 100%. And I'm, I'm learning that like, cause you, you know, you're my coach and my client <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually learning that sometimes the no's are a blessing. They are saving yes. for you because if someone is not ready for you, they're going to be your worst nightmare as a client. And you don't want that. You, mm-hmm. you know, most of us are starting these businesses because we want to do work that we love. We want to work with people that we enjoy working with. And if we're forcing people to say yes, and they're not ready for us, um, it's just going to be a hassle on both sides. Well, uh, getting that out there. Totally. Totally. So I know that you actually have a background in sales, which I think is so interesting because you also really struggled with selling at the beginning. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So a background in sales, I would say I had a very old fashioned background in sales, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so basically, I guess I was always an entrepreneur. I just never realized it, um, kind of a thing. So in my first marriage, we had like really difficult financial times and, um, I didn't have like a professional job back then I was still studying. So I had to get any job I could. And eventually I ended up, um, selling things Mm -hmm. on the side to get more income. So I started doing like cosmetics, like Avon cosmetics and, um, stuff like that Mm -hmm. on the side which I did fairly well with um, under my team. I had a team of supervisors. Um, that was okay. I mean, I think that that still teaches you not too bad selling techniques, but still it's the whole, um, you know, you got to sell more. And you, it's, it's just very sales-focused rather than transformational, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, what a lot of MLMs end up kind of focusing on is exactly. like just sell more, just sell more um, without giving you the language to... Uh, really talk about the transformation and really like do that in a way that feels authentic. Exactly. And if I had that knowledge with that makeup business, I would have done even so much better with it because I love makeup. I'm, I'm a makeup girl, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And then I went on to doing some beading on like 
clothes a woman with a beating gun to that earned me some good money as well. Um, and then I unfortunately ended up working in a what do you call this this telemarketing sales jobs mm-hmm. where I was selling um, life insurance and that was a freaking nightmare. They thought the most sleaziest of sleazy sale techniques. And I think that's where I kind of got mm. a bad rap on selling when I was working there. Yeah. We all have different experiences that lead to us having this idea of sales being sleazy. So I'm so glad that you shared that because even if people haven't worked as a telemarketing like insurance rep, you know, we still have all had something that tells us that selling is sleazy. But that isn't the case, as you now know. <laughs> um, and just thinking about as you were now building this business, tell us a little bit about what you were actually thinking you were going to build, what you were trying to do. And because obviously it's not actually at all what you're doing now. (laughs) No, it's really not. And, you know, honestly, what I have to say is this whole, the whole of 2021 has been my year of finding my thing. I guess that that's just what it was. I I call that my year of ideation Mm -hmm. because that's, that's what it was. I knew I wanted to start a business I had no solid concrete idea on what that business would be. And I just kept trying one thing after the other. Um, And there was always signs and signals in my body that was telling me, this is not the Mm. thing. This is not the thing. But my drive is so high that I would always just keep trying (laughs) until eventually (laughs) the signals would catch up with me. And I'd be like, girl, no, we got to pivot. Yes, and I have seen this in action many times, so I can attest to Hannah's drive being very high. But then when she finally listens to that signal, she's like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then she makes the swift pivot. Very swift pivot. Like this morning, I just decided, I'm starting a podcast about podcasting in February. Done. It's happening. (laughs) I can't wait to hear it. Yes, we'll have to link that in the show notes since this is getting released in February too. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, so that's just me. If I get an idea, I'm on it immediately. Um, But I guess that's what led me to actually finding the idea because in the process of ideation, I used up all of my money. (laughs) 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 Um, while I used up all of my money, this really unfortunate thing happened where my day job, um, came to, I wouldn't say it's not at an end, but it came to a very, very big decline. And I lost a lot of Mm -hmm. my jobs in the, in the company. So I just have one job with them now, which pays not very much for me to live off. And I needed money Mm -hmm. fast. Um, and that kind of led me to being very practical and not over like how everyone says don't reinvent the wheel right (laughs) and you don't know what that means until you're actually forced to to do it so I had to become very practical and I just sat down and I wrote down my most practical skills that I can offer people that I know people want and it was between Mm -hmm. podcasting and Instagram Um, and I did get Instagram work for a month um, that I helped someone with their Instagram account, who is now also a podcasting client, by the way. <laughs> yes, amazing. <laughs> um, but the podcasting services just blew up. People wanted it. And I found that when I actually got speaking to people on a call, I almost always get that immediate yes on the call because they just want to work mm. with me. 
mm-hmm. um, which is it's pretty fun. That means like I feel like I know that this is my thing because it's so easy to get the the yes. Totally. Well, I think also before even getting the first yes, there was if we can just think back to our Voxer messages from that time period, um, there was actually a lot of you realizing a lot a big part of you realizing oh actually. I think this is the right thing. Like those little signals in your body were saying, yes, this is the right thing. And for probably the first month-ish, maybe a little bit less of us working together, you were really going in a completely different direction and everything felt hard and it was all such a slog. And then as soon as you landed on this, because you had your kind of reckoning moment of, I'm out of money, I need (laughs) to do something and fast, (laughs) you almost just kind of like slid into it. Like it just made so much sense. And that's something I tell people all the time. And that's a big part of why in order to create sustainable success, you have to be doing work you love doing and the way you love doing it. Because when you kind of land into this work that really feels aligned for you, that feels easy, that feels fun. You've been podcasting for three years before this. Mm -hmm. So you, it's not like you just decided one day, I'm going to get into podcasts. You already knew what you were doing (laughs) (laughs) and you just allowed yourself to go in the direction of what felt easy. And then magic happened almost instantly after that. Almost instantly. Hey friend. Before we dig in deeper to today's topic, I have something you are absolutely going to want to know about. To celebrate the launch of Selling Chocolate, I'm running a giveaway throughout the month of February. Five people will win a group coaching session with me, and one of those lucky people will also win a 60-minute VIP one-on-one coaching session with me. That is the potential to win two whole hours working with me. In both the group session and the VIP session, we will uncover at least one of the current bottlenecks in your business and focus on building the relevant foundations of your sustainable sales system so you can be supported and strategic in taking your next step into your next level goals. Past clients have used these types of sessions to clarify their offer suite, uncover their authentic and powerful messaging, step into the confidence needed to raise their prices or restructure an offer, build out their aligned marketing strategy, work through sticky sales situations so they can start selling with more ease and absolutely no sleaze, and so much more. You would seriously be surprised with what we can get done in an hour. To enter the giveaway, all you need to do is leave me a rating and review on iTunes and then upload a screenshot of your review at the link that is in my show notes. That's it. The winners of both the group coaching and the VIP prize will be selected at random on February 28th and will be notified via email that week. So, Go ahead, pause this episode, quickly leave a rating and review on iTunes, and then upload that screenshot at the link in the show notes. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the podcast, and oh my gosh, I'm so excited for the winners. (laughs) All right, let's get back to the show. Before we talk about that, though, because I do want to talk about the magic that happened, The most important thing here is how on earth did you go from hating sales and hating selling 
to now being where you are today of feeling like you are literally selling all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it does. It does go back to doing something that you love and that you're passionate about, you know, and, um, this is something my husband tells me, uh, especially now that I landed the podcasting business and he's 100% behind this idea because he knows when I started my podcast, I couldn't shut up about podcasting. I was that <laughs> I was that girl who was like, whenever my friends were around and I start talking and they'd be like, oh, Hannah has a podcast. Did you hear about it in a sarcastic way? <laughs> because I don't shut up about it. I even have a little voice recorder in my handbag in case I need to record something while I'm out. Oh my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> so extra. So dedicated. <laughs> so it really was my, not just my zone of genius, but my passion that I had for this, um, for this medium. And I think it actually extends more to that as well, because once I actually started serving my first client, I think I remember telling you that after that call, that uh, strategy call, I was like, I blew myself away in that call because I did not, it was the first time I did it and it went so freaking well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like amazed by that. Um, and then it just kind of led me to trusting myself more because this was my thing. Um, yeah. So I think that's where the magic comes from. It's coming from that love and that purpose and being so aligned in what you're doing that it just, it just mm-hmm. blows. And the signs yeah. change as well from weighing you down to kind of like every door opening for you. Cause I just had all the contacts that I needed to get this business into an agency from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You literally already have a team. You started <laughs> Day one with a team. Day like one. you never actually, yeah, did any of it completely on your own. I think what you said though of like doing work you love doing is so crucial to being able to get over the fear of selling. But then there's also the piece of reframing sales as being a way to serve your people. Mm, yes. And I know that the first maybe even couple of sales calls that you had, you didn't even intend for them to be sales calls. You were getting on these calls thinking, oh, I just, I'm so excited about this podcasting idea. I just want to talk to people about this. And like, you weren't even trying to sell. You were coming to that call, coming to that conversation from a place of pure service Service. mentality Mm -hmm. and it sold. That's it. Exactly. Because I think that's the, uh, that's the magic of, I would say new era sales is that you don't have to be selling to sell. Um, you know, you got to be serving and that's it. When, when people get on a call with me about their podcast, I give them so much of value in that little time and they feel like they've actually learned something from me. And then they feel like they can trust me to do this for them. And it's just like, I think it's also just an energy thing. We know who we want to work with. Um, and that's why they say there's, there's enough business for everyone because yes I'm not the only podcast producer out there but I could be the podcast producer for you because our energies match so Mm -hmm. well yes yeah and I do just want to clarify for people listening that when we say that sales is service that does not mean never sell (laughs) (laughs) you still need to intentionally be selling and really looking at selling itself, actually talking about your offer, actually asking, is this something you are interested in? Actually like giving people your prices and, you know, following up all of these elements of 
new era sales. I like how you said that, Hannah. All of these different elements are still serving your person. Literally asking the question, are you interested in this? It's serving your person because it's opening up the door for them to walk through if they choose. And because we trust adults to make adult decisions, we can open the door for them. And then if they say yes and they walk through it, great. If they say no and they say they're not ready, totally fine. Absolutely. It makes total sense. And I know you just literally had a conversation with someone recently about podcasting and they were interested in like interested in the idea but then they were like I'm just not ready and they almost felt bad about it but you were like no it's fine you're not ready totally fine not ready I mean that's just where you are in your journey right (laughs) and yeah yeah and and like I said if you're gonna force someone who's not ready to work with you it's gonna be a hassle for both because then you're gonna feel like you need to prove yourself to them and they're gonna feel like you need Mm -hmm. to save them and it's just gonna be a really strained energy um to work with so let people totally leave that door open if they're not ready now it doesn't mean they're never going to be ready for you yeah and that definitely plays into you know some scarcity versus abundance mindset stuff because we have to know that if one person says no seven others are gonna say yes right and I know that there was kind of like a little bit of an awkward teenage year moment for you. Um, not a full year, but it was like the awkward teenage years condensed into a month with selling when we first started working together where I was like, okay, I want you to just practice talking about your offer. Go live and talk about it. And you're like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was a big signal for me because I love to talk. Like that is my thing. Mm-hmm. And if I'm having trouble talking about something, even just selling something, then that's a big signal that thing is not for me. <laughs> really. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, I think what I want people to really understand from from this piece of how did you actually move from hating or being terrified of selling into now literally selling all day, every day and everything that you're doing it is that piece of you're doing work you love doing. You also trust yourself and your expertise and you have reframed sales as service and you understand that a yes or a no is not about you. It's about them. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Would that be all fair to say? A hundred percent. Definitely. Um, I think, yeah. And I, and I, I just want to also stress that it's a journey to get from A to Z. And as you know, from our many boxer messages, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a journey. It's definitely a process. And um, it, it is, there's still a lot of mindset work that you that's ongoing. And that's why I really value having a coach, Carly, by my side to help me through this because you need that experienced eyes. You need that outsider to... Uh, who who knows the, the business, who knows the mindset work to just be able to get you through the very, the rough patches that come with being a business person. Yeah. And again, this is why I love working with you because you literally are like, Hey Carly, this fear is coming up. And then we talk about it and you're like, okay, I'm ready to do the thing that I need to do. And you just work through it because you're so committed to doing the sometimes challenging inner work so that your work can continue being easy. And that is, I mean, a little bit of a side note here, but that is exactly what makes a good client (laughs) y'all. But also that is literally how you transform at a rapid pace, which brings me to something that we have talked about a few times, we haven't gone into, 
where are you now? You know, you've, you've essentially moved into this place where you are now selling all day, every day. Mm -hmm. You still do not have an audience of your own, which I think is inspiring for people. (laughs) (laughs) And yet you have a thriving agency. As we've talked about, you literally have a team that's supporting you, a team of contractors that's supporting you and delivering. You have clients like, and you're amazing at your work. So tell us a little bit about what's actually happening these days in your business, now that you've made this transition in the last few months to work you love doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we started in October. Um, no. Well, yes. In October, I got my first yes. In November, we closed. I closed two sales, um, two clients. In December, I ended the year with five clients. And we are now... That's so wild. I know. <laughs> and now we are at six clients officially today as we're recording this. Yes. <laughs> I'm, sure, yes. I'm sure by the time this comes out, it will be way more. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and what's been happening really is that I, you know, I, I work very closely with you, with Carly, and we, um, you know, I've kind of like really understood my marketing and I would say though it is still a work in progress there's still some parts of it that I'm I'm working on um but I think it's that that consistency of putting yourself out there all the time but (laughs) big but yeah (laughs) I I just hate that whole you know when people just generically say be consistent and results will come I I think that's just bullshit I agree (laughs) it's it's not just about being consistent it's been about being consistent when you have your foundations in place and you know yes. what you're doing. Be consistent with that because if you're being consistent with messaging that's not working, nothing's mm-hmm. going to happen. <laughs> yes, yes. So <laughs> thank you for saying that. <laughs> you're speaking my language right now. <laughs> oh gosh, I just it just peeves me when I when I see coaches saying be consistent and someday everything will happen. Like, nope, that's not how it yeah. works. It's not magic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you really do have to have your foundations in place in order to flow. And that's like, uh, that's language I've been really playing with in my own growth right now is foundations to flow, foundations to flow. Like you can't just say, okay, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to go full force into it, but not actually know what you're doing. (laughs) You started your podcasting business knowing already how to um, set up an offer. That was something we worked on and we made sure that you priced it sustainably so that you weren't going to undercharge and hate yourself later. The first client. (laughs) (laughs) By the way. Yeah, you did. Yes. And we all do that, right? Because we do have the like anxiety around like big numbers, you know, I didn't know. It it was just the fact of, I didn't do the math. I didn't know. I was just on a call with someone. I, I guess I didn't say the story, but my first client, we got on a call. I literally made up the offer before the call. (laughs) 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 And then I was like, Carly, help me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So your, you know, your foundations though, after you had that moment, you're like, shit, now I need to, I need to get some things in order you created your offer, you priced it sustainably, you knew who you were talking to. And that's a big thing, right? Like we've actually talked and nuanced over the last few months, quite a bit, like of things about your ideal customer. Mm -hmm. There was even a point where you were referring to them as like busy leaders and things like that. And I was like, hang on a second. Do you 
want to work with people who self-identify as busy. No. Like, <laughs> no, I definitely let that be hard way. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because if you're trying to get them to record podcast episodes and they're like, I'm busy, it's not going to work. No. And your client isn't going to succeed. It's going to be really tense. Yeah, like now you have to be up time with not just their money investment, but their time investment. You're going to have to have some time because we can't actually record the podcast for you. <laughs> unless- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. So you had your offers. You really have nuanced your ideal customer more and more and more every single month mm-hmm. since we started working together in October and it's January now, so for the last few months. And then you also really worked on your messaging and your marketing mm-hmm. while reframing your sales mentality, your sales mindset. And also the I had a budgeting blueprint as well, because that's something you gave you, you gave, I think, with an expand. It was in, in the expand mm-hmm. container. Um, and that really helped because when, when I spoke to other un- entrepreneurs further along than me, um, they had uh, problems with not having enough money to pay themselves because they didn't have that budgeting and sustainable model from the beginning. Yes. So that's another thing that I had in place. Yeah. And, you know, if we're looking honestly, those foundations, that's like five, six-ish things with that. Um, it's just the profit first methodology for anyone who's interested. Um, but having those five pieces of your foundation, your sustainable sales system in place, you were able to very rapidly get new clients, find some sustainable success in your business, even to the point where now just a couple months later, you're saying, might be time to quit my other job. I might be like right on the cusp, ready to go all the way in and be full time here. And I think this is what I like to kind of clarify for people is I often will say that your expansion can happen rapidly and that magic can like is literally available to you right now. But in order to get there, you have to get these foundations in place. And that's what you did. We spent our first couple months really getting all of those pieces in place. And then we've just been nuancing them over the last one or two months. And you've been getting more and more clients with more and more ease because you already did that work. A hundred percent. Yeah. And now the the no's don't even bother me that much. You know, I just, I think what, what annoys me more is the, the radio silence. It's like, I'd rather get a yes or a no, but don't give me radio silence. <laughs> yeah. And that's all of us humans, right? Like, we're just like, I just want to know. Um, but yeah. So just before we jump off today, before we end, this has been so amazing. I just want to hear about... The time that you got your first paid in full client. And actually, I know you literally just got another paid in full client, which is so exciting. But tell me about the first time. Yeah. So that that client just surprised the hell out of me. And I just got an email from her today that she referred me to someone else as well. Amazing. <laughs> know, it's amazing. Um, what happened with her is, so I organized like over 12 coffee chats um and this wasn't even sales calls these were just coffee chats with other entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. just to get to know them and it just happened that every almost every single one of them wanted to talk to me about podcasting uh, because Mm -hmm. they knew I was in the podcasting space uh however this client while she's a client now um 
this woman, she didn't know what I did when I jumped on a call with her. She had no idea who I was. And we just jumped on a call and we just started talking and we had a very good um, energy exchange. And she was telling me about her work and she was so passionate about it. And then she asked me, what do, do I do? And I was like, oh, I'm a podcast producer. And I told her exactly what I do from the, the whole done for you services where we take you from ideation to launch and we do everything for you. You don't need to outsource to anyone else. <laughs> We are one stop yeah, shop. It's amazing. I will vouch for it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and when I told her that, she was like, Really? You can do all of that for me? And I was like, Well, yeah, absolutely. And then we got into a conversation about her that she's been wanting to start a podcast and what she wanted to talk about. And she got really excited on the call. And while she was talking, I was like, this is my ideal client right here. Because when I see that passion and that light up in somebody when they're talking about it, I'm like, Yep this is my person. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And I told her that when she was done talking, I was like, you know what, you're talking to me and I can just tell you are my ideal client because of that, that drive that you have. Did you actually say the word to her? I did. I told her. I love that you did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I was thinking it. So I said it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, then she asked me about my offers and I told her about it. And then I told her that we have this incentive for paid in full clients that I will send them a, a gift, um, which I didn't even have at that time, by the way. <laughs> and straight after the call, she, I, uh, she asked for the information. I sent it to her the exact same night. She signed the contract. She paid in full and it was done. And I was like, just like, what? The, what just happened <laughs> yeah it's like oh my god and then I was like I gotta find a gift <laughs> <laughs> which we now have by the I way I love that we now have yes, a very and it looks amazing amazing gift <laughs> yeah yeah and I okay let's just break down though what just happened in that story though because first of all you had already kind of landed on okay I'm gonna do podcasting you already kind of created your offers. We had worked through the sustainability pieces. You had done work on your ideal customer. Like you had done those pieces, but then you literally booked coffee chats with people. This is what we were talking about of like reframing sales as service. And please know if you're listening, I'm not saying never book a sales call. I'm not saying that at all. I want you to still book sales calls and be very upfront about it being a sales call. But because this was something new for Hannah, well, podcasting wasn't new, but the offer was new and doing this as her business was new, just getting her feet wet a little bit by booking in these coffee chats and just starting to meet other entrepreneurs. That's how she's been able to make these sales without having an audience for her podcasting company. I want to speak to that because, um, from all those coffee chats that I did, that is how I landed my next paid in full client, which I just got because when, mm -hmm. when she posted on this uh, entrepreneurs group that we on, so many people in that group know me and know that I do podcasting and the amount of people who recommended me and tagged me on her post led to that call and led to that sale. Yes. Yes. And so especially like when you're in that place in your business where you're like, I don't know how to get more clients. I don't know, you know, how to sell or anything like that. Sometimes it's worth it to literally just 
you have a free calendar because you don't have clients <laughs> to literally just book in coffee chats with other entrepreneurs with really no ulterior motive, like just connecting with someone. And then, you know, maybe while you're on the call asking, how could we potentially collaborate or something like that? Or who could I refer to you? You know, having those kinds of conversations within these coffee chats can just help to set the stage for you to be perceived as an expert by other people because now people are recommending you. So if you don't have an audience and you're like, I don't know how to make any sales, like what am I supposed to do? There are a lot of different ways <laughs> and literally just connecting with other entrepreneurs is a way. So then Hannah had these coffee chats. And then the most important thing here is that while you were on this call with this client, or at that point, not even a potential client, just a coffee chat friend, <laughs> you saw this is someone who wants and needs what I offer. And instead of shying away from that, which I know a lot of us have a tendency to do. It's like, oh no, I can't sell to them, but this isn't a sales call. I shouldn't bring it up. You were like, no, sales is service. I'm going to open this door. If she wants to walk through it, great. If she doesn't, that's fine. I'm still happy to have had this coffee chat. There wasn't any pressure on, like, on her and there was no desperation coming from you. It was pure, open the door, let adults make adult decisions. 100%. I think she was more eager than anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> because she was looking for you. And that's a big thing that we always talk about. Anytime I work with any client is this idea of sell to the people in your audience who are ready to buy. There are always people looking for exactly your service. And so you are going to do them a huge service and yourself an even bigger service by literally just talking to that person in all of your messaging and all of your marketing. And when you see that person out in the wild <laughs> or on a coffee chat, telling them about what you do and inviting them in. hundred percent. So this has been so good, Hannah. Um, I think this is my longest podcast episode thus far, but so worth it because I really just want people to see that sales doesn't have to be sleazy. It can be easy. It can feel natural. It can even be fun. Even if you've been someone who thought you hated sales or you were so uncomfortable or you were freaking out the first time I asked you to talk about your offers, like the shift into being able to sell with ease can happen so quickly, especially when you already have the foundations in place that we've talked about here today. So Thank you so much for sharing your story. This has, again, just been the best. And I'm so grateful for you. And I'm just going to, again, put a little plug in here for Hannah because working with her on my podcast has been an absolute dream. <laughs> it's been so easy. Our strategy session was amazing where we literally mapped out all my episodes and it was all just oh my gosh, like the easiest process. Um, and so if you are looking to start a podcast of your own, if you've been listening to Hannah talk about podcasting, and I wish all of you could see her face literally light up <laughs> when she talks about podcasting, <laughs> then find her business page on Facebook, Wildfire Purpose Podcast Productions. Reach out to her on Facebook and connect with her about starting your podcast as well. 
So thank you so much, Hannah. This has been so wonderful. Thanks for having me. Hey friend, thanks for listening to this episode of Selling Chocolate. I'm gonna guess you are here because you wanna create sustainable success in your business. You know, consistent five-figure months, doing work you love doing in the way you love doing it. And though these podcast episodes are killer, if I do say so myself, (laughs) you're ready to go even deeper than a 30-minute episode allows. And that's why I've created the Expand Accelerator, the business coaching program where you will expand your visibility, impact, and income while creating your version of sustainable success. We do this through offering three different tiers based on where your next revenue goal is, with tiers focusing on your first 10K month, consistent five-figure months, and 50K and beyond months. At every tier, you are supported to develop your sustainable sales system, the six-part framework that ensures your offers, messaging, marketing, and sales strategy are all effortlessly working in cohesion with one another at all times. Pair that with a deep commitment to doing the inner work every single step of the way, and your expansion into your next level quite literally becomes inevitable. Within this container, past clients have gotten five new four-figure clients with literally zero audience of their own, learned how to market and sell with ease and no sleeves, started selling their first five-figure packages with so much confidence, pivoted their offers into work they actually love doing, and many have had their first 10K and beyond month. Most importantly though, they are all expanding from the inside out and learning how to step into the most authentic and powerful version of themselves in every facet of their lives and businesses. And that is what lays the foundations for any of their external expansion. If you're looking for a coaching container that is built to help you get out of the hustle and design a business that feels spacious, sustainable, and yes, expansive, and you're ready to step into your next level, apply for the tier that aligns with your goals at expandaccelerator.com.